from Local 12 Sports. It's the Skinny Podcast. Now, here's Richard Skinner. Welcome into the Skinny Podcast. It's the Bengals Training Camp Edition. I'm Richard Skinner, Local12.com digital sports columnist and editor with Chris Renkel. And it's presented by Blake, the attorney, Maislin. All right, Skinny, another practice in the books. Another preseason game coming up on Friday. Uh, this was a lighter practice. And probably at this point in camp, I think it's a good thing that not much happened of note because that means there's no injuries, there's no fights. It was just another day of practice for the Bengals. Yeah, they, they had uh, three 11-on-11 sessions, which is a, a good number. One of them was competitive. It's called red zone lockout. They keep score where the defense is trying to keep them from scoring touchdowns. They get awarded points for that. Offense gets awarded points for scoring touchdowns, for making a field goal, etc. So I, that's the second time they've done that in camp. I think they like the competitiveness of that. But uh, overall, yeah, it was it was pretty much a, a quiet practice to try to ease into Atlanta a little bit, and uh, I think that's probably a good thing because I think you're getting that spot now for these guys where Zach Taylor mentioned the other day, a couple of hard practices, day off, and then come back and have maybe another practice that's kind of in between. I think this was kind of the in between practice today. All right, so the big news of the day: Miles Murphy, first round pick, defensive end, trying to fight into that defensive end rotation. We had to double-check because we said, wait a minute, I don't think he's out there. It turns out he was not, uh, and we don't really have an explanation. No, I mean, he practiced on Monday. I didn't see him go down. Now, again, we're all trying to dodge raindrops, and the big story of Monday, obviously, was T. Higgins going down, and we'll get to him here in a second, which is good news that we'll have on T. Higgins, if you don't know yet. Um, so, yeah, Miles was not in the locker room after uh, after practice. Um, don't even know if he was here at the facility, to be quite frank, because I did not see him whatsoever. Again, I'm not going to read a ton into that other than he wasn't here today. That probably doesn't bode well for him playing in Atlanta. And that's unfortunate because you're wanting to see what the rookie's got and let him stack practices and stack some games and game reps on top of it. That'll be a disappointment if he can't go on Friday. Especially for a rookie that we haven't really seen him flash right. yet. Granted, this is his rookie season. I'm sure getting the playbook, everything else, expect maybe those guys take a little bit longer. And the good news is you don't need him to play right away, which is a good thing for that defense. Uh, T. Higgins, as you mentioned, he was out there. He had the compression sleeve on his leg. It didn't really seem to look like it hindered him all that much. He made a couple big catches and was has become regular for T. Higgins because he's having a really good camp. So you weren't there at this point of the practice yet, but, it'll, you know, we all hang around with each other and kind of share right. notes and talk. And so a few of us are standing there. We're like, don't see T. Don't see. There's Jamar. There's Tyler. There's Irv Smith. Don't see T. And then all of a sudden when drill started, there was T. But then there was T in the compression sleeve. And so that raises your antenna a little bit. And then some early drills, it didn't look like he was pushing himself 100%, which understandable. But then when they went to the 11-on-11 team sessions, he looked like the same old T. Higgins to, to all of us, um, which is a good sign. And maybe it was him just, hey, I want to make sure this is right. I want to make sure I feel right. Remember, he had the collision with, with Nick Scott on Monday. He said after that practice in the locker room that he was all right. But, hey, a couple days go by, right? You never know what you thought was all right may not be all right. And hopefully the compression sleeve is just a precaution more than anything else. Like I said, he looked like the T. Higgins that you'd expect T. Higgins to look like in practice today it's a good sign too because you know if that would have stacked a day like today where he doesn't go and he wasn't going to play in Atlanta anyway um, you know then what's Sunday going to look like so I think him being out there today was important for everybody uh, and the fact that what he did in 11 on 11 team sessions was good now I want Bengals fans to remember compression sleeves are okay that they doesn't are, mean you're yeah. going to get hurt just because the last guy that wore one out of nowhere did get hurt just, yeah. just you know there's a little PTSD yes, there so there I think yes, it's okay is. T looked fine and more precautionary, like you said, and he, he did look really good today. Uh, also, the defense, I think, looked really good, even though the offense made a couple flashy plays, some big, long passes uh, for touchdowns. But Cam Taylor-Britt ended practice with an interception on Jamar Chase, which is huge because Jamar has absolutely cooked him for most of training camp, so that's a good thing to see. Uh, and the defensive line, I think, at times made right. that offensive line look 
not so great, which is not a bad thing. Yeah, and I know that's probably going to give us all cause for pause, right, of, uh-oh, you know, it, are we getting a an Orlando Brown that's not as good as what we thought he was? You know, is that interior offensive line just kind of mediocre, and is Jonah Williams having trouble at right tackle? And I would say against this defensive front right now, yeah, all those things are true, <laughs> but I think a lot of that is because of that defensive line. And I think sometimes, too, while you're going semi-full contact and pass, I don't know how much you are as an offense. Are you really punching and striking as an offensive lineman? Some of the things right. that you're going to try to get away or, or can get away with and some of the techniques you're taught in those sessions because of just you don't want it to get overly physical. So I think sometimes we always err on the side of, oh, wow, that one side of the ball looks great, the other one doesn't. They do look great. There's no question about that. Trey Henderson looks like he's uh, not just a Pro Bowl caliber player, an all-pro, all-time caliber player at the moment, the way he's playing, which is a good thing. And you mentioned uh, the secondary. I thought uh, you know Dax Hill flashed across like he did on Friday night from a hash mark across the field from literally playing center field to bat another pass away. Now he collided with D.J. Turner, which gave you kind of a Oh, no, what are we Hold doing? Moment? Moment. Yeah, but uh, again, he flashed again back there. So defense is playing very well at the moment, and the, the offense is sputtering a little bit because of the offensive line, and frankly, a little bit because of the quarterback line. I think a lot of this, too, at this point in camp, you're going up against guys every yep. single day. And if you're a Trey Hendrickson, you're a smart football player, you're going up against Orlando Brown. Eventually, you figure out Orlando Brown, if you go up against him enough, what he can and can't do. And that's good for Orlando because then he can fix those things. But also, it's going to make Trey flash a lot better where, usual, uh, Miles Garrett's not going to have a month to prepare for Orlando Brown Jr. He's going to have four days. Right. And the other part, too, and, and Trey said this. You remember that he and Orlando got in a scuffle there on right. day one of camp right. and, and whatnot. But, you know, both of those players afterwards talked about how much better they're going to make each other and the fact that they like the competition of them going against each other. We haven't seen a scuffle since, which is, I guess, a good thing. But I think it does show, hey, you know, if you're Orlando Brown Jr., you're probably not going to face a whole lot better pass rushers than Trey Hendrickson. And Trey made a point. I'm not going to face a whole lot better left tackles than, than Orlando Brown. And he's getting the better of him right now. But, again, I think that's more of a testament to Trey. Like I said, some of it, too, to what offensive linemen really can and cannot do in, in some of these practice sessions. All right. The big thing going on off the field, obviously, we're going to talk about the Joe Mixon situation as it pertains to this football team. I didn't go to law school. You didn't go to law no, school. No, I did not. Smarter I people law than, and order, mind you. I, that – Okay, I'm still not asking you to represent okay, me in traffic you. court. Yeah, uh, for the wait, football wait, aspect. You got to go to traffic court? No. Okay. Just, just in case. I, you know, just up, in case. Right. <laughs> uh, Joe Mixon not out there. He's dealing with other things. The running back situation being what it is, I think a big opportunity for Chase Brown, for Chris Evans, and I saw both would get some first-team reps Yeah, today. and unfortunately not a great opportunity for Travion Williams because he's not back fully practicing. Yeah. We do see him out there. He had pads on. Um, I, I think he's taking – not even doing position drills, but he is warming up. Um, but he, a lost opportunity for him. But to your point, I think a great opportunity for Chris Evans and Chase Brown. Uh, I mean, it is a matter of not just who's going to back up Joe Mixon. It's really who's going to be the third down running back. Joe's had his opportunities. It hasn't worked. The pass blocking hasn't worked. I'm not expecting him to change that anytime soon. And plus, you want to give him some snaps off, too. So third down was the Samaj P. Ryan role. We know Samaj P. Ryan played that role terrifically. We don't know if Chris Evans can pass block. We don't know if Chase Brown. Chase Brown's willing to, to Chris Evans' credit, he talked about in a story Charlie Goldsmith did for the Inquirer of some of the things he needed to do to toughen himself up to get ready to pass blocks. So he knows it's something he has to improve in, but this is a chance for those two guys for a second straight week to get multiple reps, to get some of those pass, pass block reps for Chris Evans to show, I'm not just a guy who's going to try to bounce every run. It's either going to be 50 yards or minus five. I'm going to follow the tracks of where I'm supposed to go. We know what he can do as a receiver. Chase Brown, we didn't. I mean, we know he did a little bit at Illinois, but the other night, turned that one short pass into a 21-yard game. So I think all this is good for both of these guys. Um, Joe Mixon wasn't going to play in these games anyway. Um, you know, the one guy who's losing out is obviously is Travion Williams, unfortunately. 
All right, so this is our last podcast before the game on Friday. What do you expect we're going to see on Friday? Is it going to be more of, and I don't want to be insensitive to the guys who played last Friday, but that was a putrid offensive showing. Man. It was very bad. Do you think we'll see better offense, or what are we looking for against the Falcons? I mean, you'd hope so, but I, I don't have a lot of faith right now in the way Trevor Simeon and, and Jake Browning have played. Maybe they're going to cha- you know, wow us, and, and one of them's going to take the bull by the horns, and you're going to go, that's the guy, that's the backup guy. I hate for it to be not just that that's not the backup guy, that it's, it's neither one of these guys. I mean, do you really want to start plucking your backup quarterback you know, three weeks before the regular season starts. I don't think you want that process. I think they desperately want one of these two guys, and I think it's going to be one of these two guys, but do you want it to be by default, or do you want them to go earn it? You know, I'd also like to see better performance from the backup offensive lineman because the first team didn't play on Friday. I asked uh, Ted Karras if he thought he was going to play this week or they were going to play this week, and he said, they asked me to play, I'll play. If not, I won't, and I don't think they will. I mean, I don't know what the value of it is. I know everybody talks about getting off to a quicker start and all that, but with no Joe Burrow back there, you're not going to play your three wide receivers. With no Joe Mixon, is it really worth it to play the starting offensive line? It probably isn't. If they're out there, I'm not going to be stunned, but I don't think you're going to see those guys out there. So these backup offensive linemen have to play better because there's jobs on the line there as well that haven't gotten themselves sorted out. And then do we see Andre Yoshivash, you know, stack a second straight really positive game? Uh, if he does, then certainly he's a guy you start to go, huh, you know, he's going to be in the mix as one of these wide receivers here. Uh, maybe not this year, but certainly moving down the road, at least a great step in the right direction for a six-round draft pick. I want to see Charlie Jones. He's Him and Yosevas were the two that fighting for maybe one of those spots. Maybe he gets a punt returner, but right. we didn't see him flash against the Packers yeah. at all. And he's been a little dinged up. Dealing but with a torn labrum. He's playing through it. That, that's another thing. I mean, how... You know, how physical is he going to be allowed to be? And maybe, you know, last week coming back to that injury, he had a couple of catches for 11 or 12 yards. It wasn't a whole lot. Does he get a little bit more involved? He seems to be a lot more active, you know, in the last couple of practices, looked much healthier. And, again, playing through that as a receiver, that's a lot to ask, man. But, you know, he's going to try to do it. At this point in training camp, everyone's a little dinged up, everyone's a little tired, but you got another month or so before the, pre- the regular season starts. For Chris Reichel, I'm Richard Skinner. It's been the Skinny Podcast, the Bengals Training Camp Edition, presented by Blake the Attorney Maislin.